Cause be fucking for real. Be fucking for real. Yo, yo, let me address the crowd. What the fuck? show on the road here we are back with the Bree and D show on our second episode how are you today Derek um <laughs> I'm good I'm fantastic that's I'm good. good that's good I'm so excited I've been waiting for this day all week I've been telling everybody hey don't fucking bother me on Fridays y'all know what I'm doing on Fridays I'm, I'm busy I'm, I have a commitment I'm doing something so don't did you, um, I know you shared some of the feedback you got, but did you get any other feedback about the, the first episode? Um, I did get some feedback. So my mom listened, <laughs> shout out oh to mom. <laughs> that had to be interesting. Uh, she actually, it was really cute. She was smiling the whole time. She was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. She's like, y'all sound so professional. But guess what? You're guess right. where the best feedback came from? And y'all don't think this is crazy. The best feedback was came from my kid. So she got Lily, in the car. Really? Yes, it, it it came from my, my, Lily. So she got Isn't in the car. Listen, um, she's heard like a bunch of different like podcasts I've done, and she's like, "Daddy, you curse too much." I'm like, <laughs> I apologize. I don't like. I have a really bad mouth. I know I do, and I need to stop. But the funny thing is that you think you curse too much. In our last episode, every other word was shit, fuck, add something from me. I can't help it. That's it's just who I am. It's a part of me. So y'all just That's don't have to nuts. let it be. Let it be what it is. But this is what happens. So Lily gets home from school. Uh, well, she gets in the car from picking her up in the car line. She goes, "Why does this lady sound like you, mommy?" And I'm like, "You were playing it in the car." Yes, I was playing in the car. So. <laughs> I would be real. So um, when I first started podcasting, I used to. Just, I I would listen to the episode playback. I would sit with D'Angelo while he did the edit, and I think the first couple of times. And then after that, I'm just like, I know how he works. He knows how I work. He would just send it to me, and I would upload it to the server. And then I would ask the guys, I'm like, what did y'all think of this week's episode? They're like, yeah, it was cool. I was like, what did you think about this part? And they're like, I forgot that. I'm like, did y'all listen? And they're like, no, we recorded it. I'm like, you got to listen. You know what I mean? So we know, you know, what not to do the next time and what mistakes we made. And then they were like, yeah, whatever. And then I was watching Aziz Ansari. Um, he was on Parks and Rec and um, a bunch of different shit. I love Aziz, right? Mm-hmm. And he talked about how he met Kanye one time. Um, he was doing a stand-up show and Kanye was there. And he was like, you should come back to the crib. And Aziz was like, all right, whatever. So um, he said Jay was there, too. He said Jay, like, he was like, Jay wrote a check 
for liquor that he owns. He was like, they cashed the check. It went right back in his pocket. And he was like, you crazy for this hoe, but whatever. <laughs> so he got to Kanye's house and the door was open, apparently. And bro was on his couch listening to 808s and Heartbreaks. And he was like, yo, he's bobbing his head. And he was like, yo, are you listening to your own music? in your own house on your own couch. And he was like, yeah, these beats are dope. And he was like, that would be like me watching my own stand up and be like, yo, these jokes are dope. And that, at that moment I was like, Oh, that's kind of narcissistic. So you think when so? it came, dude, I don't listen to any of my content anymore because number one, I, on my Patreon, I'm a full service shop, right? right I do right. the recording, the editing, the publishing, all of that. Nothing so you goes on Patreon. Hear it a few times, be like because exactly. you're editing it. That makes sense. But yeah, no, nothing goes on there without touching my hands. And um, well, shit, there is nobody else. Initially, it was for the crew, and I'm like, hey, we're gonna do this thing called Patreon, and they're like, what the fuck is Patreon? I was like, it's a way for us to earn revenue for podcasting, and you know, I'm explaining it to them, and I'm like, I need one of y'all to do this, I need this from you, I need this from you. They're like, cool. Nobody did a goddamn thing. And that's no shade to them, because I still love all of them to death. Thorough Wine, Courtney, Snoop, um, D'Angelo, all of them. But, it got to the point where I was the only one doing it, so somebody was like, why is it called the All All Our Nonsense? Why is it called All Our Nonsense? And I was like, that was the name after NPR tried to sue us. And they're like, the only person I hear is you. So this is really the Derek show and you need to change the name because they're not involved and the money goes into your account anyway. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And then I was just like, okay, we're here. This is the Derek Lamont experience. By the way, the link is in the episode details. So if y'all want to subscribe to my Patreon, go right ahead. There's two tiers. There's one that's $3 a month. The other is $5 a month. Really exclusive audio content. Um, I just started an audio diary where I talk about things in my day and shit like that. Talking a lot of wrestling, pop culture, TV villains, film villains, um, video games, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm having a lot of fun on Patreon. Um, I just started journaling recently as well. So I'm trying to find like this perfect balance. And I'm also like tracking my sleep now, which is a fucking disaster. But <laughs> I don't want to get too long winded into that. Yo, it, it's fucking nuts. Like when you find out like how much of your sleep is actually dedicated to deep sleep. I was like, this is fucking terrible. And I go to bed late as is. And when I saw that, I was like, this is why I never feel, fucking feel rested. So this week has been um, a learning experience for me for sure. So I'm just kind of taking everything as it goes. But um, yeah, if y'all want to follow along on the journey, I do, like I said, audio diaries as well as other things on my Patreon. So the, uh, Link will be in the episode details. Anyway, as you were. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Oh, so here we go. Yeah. So she gets in the car, and I'm picking up my, my little niece from school, too. So they go to the same school. So yeah. she's like, Mommy, why does that lady sound like you? And I'm like, what lady? And she's like, the lady on the radio. And I was like, does she really sound like me? And she's like, yeah. She's like, she sounds really good. And she's like, she's funny, too. I like her laugh. <laughs> and I'm like... Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, but she kind of sounds like you. And I said, does she really now? And she said, yes, mommy. She sounds like you. And I said, 
Lily, that is me. She goes, and her and my niece jaw drop. And she's like, oh my God, my mom's famous. Oh my God, mommy, you have a podcast? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, I have to show all my friends. And I'm like, I no, don't think it's appropriate for your friends. <laughs> No, definitely cannot do that. You will not be showing your friends this. Like, the fuck? No way. No way. That So, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. But, you know, that, that was my highlight of my week, to be honest with you, was that my kid loved my podcast. Um, now, I am one of those people I do let my kid curse because I curse a lot. So, it's not really. really? Yes. I didn't ever told you that. Yes, Lily is allowed to curse. No. But Lily is not allowed to curse adults. So she could be like, what the fuck is that? But she can't be like, fuck you, mommy. Get the fuck out of here, yeah, really? Yeah, exactly. You okay, know. so you remember the Kevin Hart stand-up where um, his mom was like, go back and tell the teacher to mind her business? Yes. <laughs> he was like, well, he was like mom, you mind your motherfucking business, you stupid bitch. Stupid <laughs> long titty, no nipple having bitch. Like... That's why you can't look. Yes. <laughs> it is my, not my place to tell you what to do as a parent. I'm telling you, letting kids curse, they will go overboard. I probably started cursing like in fourth grade, fourth <laughs> or fifth. And me and my friends were like cursing like fucking sailors. Actually, actually, Derek, to be honest with you, it has the opposite effect. You know why? Because the thing is that it's she the norm it. for her. It's it's the norm for her. Yeah. And she knows, hey, I'm not allowed to curse adults. I'm not, you know, and she knows when she, when she can and she can't. Now, Lily's really smart with it also. I allow Lily to curse, but she finds it disrespectful to curse around my mom. So she will not curse around her grandma. Yeah, because the grandma backhands ass. Actually, uh, 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 actually, I'm the mean parent. So. I've never, my granny has never heard me curse. In um, 40, I, 40 years walking this earth, my granny has never once heard me curse. So I'm everyone, pretty sure um, I have two brothers, so you know that I have two brothers. So yeah. me and my middle, I'm the oldest, me and my middle brother curse around my mom. My baby brother, he does not curse around my mom. It's actually, he doesn't curse oh, around yeah. me either, which is weird. And the first time I heard him curse, we were in the car, I think. And he was like, can you fucking go? And I was like, oh, I never. <laughs> my sister, my sister Teresa is like, Reese, he doesn't curse. And she's like, damn. And somebody's like, oh, you cursing? I was like. Damn, that's what we are calling the curse word. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, I didn't say that, but in my head, I'm like, really? That's a baby word. Right. We all, like, as a kid, especially, like, when you get to, like, social studies and they're talking about dams and shit, and you're like, the Hoover Dam. (laughs) I just, I don't know. People are fucking. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's a little bit, you know, and so I do let my kid curse. I mean, how I see it is that I can't tell her not to curse when every fucking word that come out of my mouth is a goddamn curse word. Like, it's, nah, it is what it is, you know, it's just a word at the end of the day. And like I said, it actually, um, it actually, uh, you know, teaches her to use it better. You know, she doesn't, you know, she's... In context? She, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, she doesn't, you know, she's not at school. Do it. And I think that's where that type of shit come from is because, you know, oh, kids can't curse. So then they're like, you know, um, they're like fucking, um, they're fucking like, um, you know, the one time, the one time they think they can curse, they go overboard. But Lily uses it, uses it in her everyday life. So there's no reason for her to go overboard because, you know, she's like... 
what the fuck? You know, so she doesn't have to go to her teacher and be like, you fucking idiot, because <laughs> she gets to use it at home, you know? So... Um. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I remember anybody cursing the teacher. I, I remember in uh, eighth grade, the homie Sean Swerger stuck the teacher. She like, she was yelling at him for something. He was like, stop spitting on me. And she was like, Sean, back. He stuck her ass. Wait. And she ran out the classroom down the hall. Wait, what does stuck mean? What does stuck mean? He punched her. He stole no, her. No, the fuck he, he did her. not. <laughs> what are you fucking? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Hey, you that know, for like some of... reason, I always find it funny when people be like, stop spitting on me. And I'd be like, I'd be like now you're disrespectful. <laughs> like... Yo, he stole her ass. And she started running down the hallway like, Sean, <laughs> swear to So then I forgot who it was. Somebody got out of juvie and they had to come back and enroll in school. Um, and they put, like, we were in the, I wasn't there when he punched her, but it was well known, like, it, I was, like, on lunch at the time, and news like that, come on, man, that shit travels fast, so we're in the cafeteria, it's like, yo, Sean punched Miss, I can't even remember what her name is, but he stuck her motherfucking ass, so, um, the homie, uh, Rogue got out of juvie, and we sitting there in class, and I had her as a teacher. She was the English teacher. I'll never forget. She taught creative writing, to be exact. Um, And I, I do have to give her credit for um, for a lot, you know, uh, for, for me anyways, because I wouldn't be as articulate as I am and, and have the ability to tell stories the way I do without that teacher. I can't remember her name, but I do credit her. So anyway, we sitting in class and the homie rode first day after getting out of juvie. It's like it's probably about this time of the year, you know, because that shit is like dictated on whether, you know, when your parents want you back or whatever the fuck happened. Anyway, he was just sitting there and he was like, yo, that the teacher Sean stole. And everybody just started laughing and she was like, pay attention. <laughs> I would have been embarrassed as fuck. That would have been the second time I ran up to class. Yo, yo. <laughs> I felt bad for her, and, um, yo, I don't know where the fuck Sean Swerger is. Like, yo, Sean, if you're alive, not to be one of them people, but, you know, it is what it is. This is St. Louis. But, homie, if you hear this, yo, reach out, please. Because <laughs> I want to know um, what happened to you in life after you stole the teacher. Because, I mean, did he get expelled? Yeah, they. Oh, come on now. They he was out. They booted his ass before the day was out. Are you serious? <laughs> she was spitting on him. <laughs> Bro, here's the thing. I'm from University City, Missouri. U, U City is a suburb of St. Louis, uh, most famously known as the home of Nelly. Right. Um, we got some other people that came out of U City, um, but like Nelly is like the big one, right? So. U City is basically separated by there's like three streets basically I would say that run like so it's like Del Mar which the Del Mar Loop is in which is voted was voted one of the eleven best streets in America and then there's like Olive and then if you go further down I guess Page is the absolute cutoff yeah I would say Page is probably that anyway so when um if you are on the north side of Olive, that is the 
better side of you city, people will say. If you're actually, no, I'm sorry. If you're on the south side of Olive, that is the better part of you city. If you're on the north side, you're getting closer to going towards, you know, uh, Pagedale and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You got to be from St. Louis to know this shit. Shout out to my people from St. Louis, by the way. So, um, the junior high. It was on the south side of Olive, but it was also very close to 82nd Street, which we used to call, you know, everybody be like, yo, eight dudes, bunch of dookies, whatever, whatever. Um, but U City is a very mixed community. Black people, white people, uh, there's a huge Asian population, Jewish, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of the white friends I had growing up, because I went to a school, like, if we went out on our playground, we could see Washington University, which is one of the top medical schools in the country. Like, that's how close, you know, my elementary school was to WashU. We could go on the playground and literally see the WashU campus. So, Flynn Park was in a very, very nice neighborhood of U City. One street over, you're in Clayton, which is a, a very small, nice, affluent community in, in St. Louis as well. Mm-hmm. So, you have this mix of these, you know, businessmen and homemakers and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and then you got single parents struggling mothers and struggling fathers and this that and the third but it's still a the community is i guess split i would say it's split you can't punch no fucking teacher you just can't it's certain schools you could do that shit and the teacher go knock with your motherfucking ass and be like all right nigga let's do this thing fuck it i've been wanting to like remember that meme that was out i don't know how real it was where the kid says some shit like, I wanted to fuck Mr. Who, whoever the fuck up in school. <laughs> and the nigga was like, it was like on Facebook, and the nigga was like, bitch ass nigga, you graduated now, what's up? Like, that shit would fly at other schools. You can't punch a kid, you can't punch a teacher, I'm sorry, at a U-City school. That shit, they are throwing you the fuck out that quick. That fucking quick. Like, they, the, the truancy officers were so crazy if you got caught skipping school back in the day, they might just write you a ticket or you might sit in juvie for a day until your parents came to claim you. You city, if they caught you skipping, if you city police caught you skipping, they would take you to fucking school. They would take you to school and you would sit in in school suspension for the day. You wouldn't be able to go to the rest of your classes and stuff like that. That's you know how fucking crazy, crazy it was. So, I huh? had never heard of in-school suspension or ISS until I moved to Texas. I didn't know what the fuck that was. It was it was stupid to me. And I was like, why the... Nigga, just let me fucking go home. I think about what I did at my fucking house in my bed. What the... Like, well, I guess that's why they have ISS, huh? Not yeah, ISS is a real thing. Yeah, I had never heard of that shit. And maybe it's because we was already bad as fucking New Orleans and they did not give a fuck. <laughs> so... Like, maybe they just did not give a fuck. I mean, um, I've only been to New Orleans. Actually, I've never been to New Orleans. I've been to, I forgot where we were in it, Louisiana, like, forever ago. Um, Monroe or some shit like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got family from down there. Like, that is a funny thing. You never we went told to a me family. That. Huh? You never told me you had family from down there. I don't know them like that. We went to a family reunion. Um, summer of 03. Yeah, because I just, yeah, summer of 03. And that's when we found out, like, that we were, like, 
related to MC Hammer, like, slightly. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, they're like, Hammer's your cousin. I'm like, yo, fam, it's 2003. Nobody cares about that shit. If this was 92, I'd be all in on this whole Hammer thing. You're like, yo, that's my peoples. Nobody gives a fuck in 2003. But shout to Hammer, though. Shouts to Hammer. No, <laughs> no shade, no hate. Um, But the weirdest thing that I learned in my time in uh, Louisiana was that y'all don't bury the dead six feet deep. And I was like, why? And they were like, you're in the Gulf of Mexico, basically. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And like, I didn't know that there weren't basements down there till... Um, no, no, no. We have basements in Louisiana. Really? Yeah. I, my um my house that I own down there. Um, So I, a little bit of background about me. Hey, I'm baby. actually... Huh? Say baby. <laughs> I'm not first say of all, I'm aware of it now, so I'm not gonna say it right. You're gonna have to Yo, wait till we get hilarious later. hilarious the first the time I heard it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're gonna have to and wait till we get later. I kept seeing those those like those memes and shit on Instagram and I would fucking laugh. I'd be like, This is what they really say. And y'all know like. he sends it to me every time he finds it right. He said every time he finds a video, he sends it to me. It's funny. It really is. But like Nobody's nobody's accent is worse than people in Baltimore because that's some shit. Wait, like, I like I like people in Boston accent. I don't. Boston's like the most racist city in the United States of America, um, above the Mason Dixon line for sure. They got a lot of Dominicans there too. Do they? Yeah. When I lived in my, so I also lived in Miami, y'all. Ooh. But yeah, they, how the fuck um, did you go from Boston to Miami? I never been to Boston, but here's the story. So okay. I had, Please. I went to, I lived in Miami. I went to Miami for college. So I had a few sweet mates and everything who were from Boston, and all of them were fucking Dominican. Like really, yeah, all of them were Dominican, and they were from fucking Boston. That's interesting. And then not only that, but I mean, there, I'm sure you know, there's black people everywhere. The one of the Dominicans, I still talk to her. Um, shout out to you, Sam. If you ever listen, I ain't talking about you. Um, not my, not to be confused with my sister-in-law, Sam. <laughs> but she was she's Dominican and she married a black man. She got two kids with a black man. So, I mean, be... <laughs> you know, I mean, they're all black though. <laughs> so whatever. That's but, nuts. Um. But yeah, anyways, I don't even remember where we were going with none of this. I don't either. I really don't. <laughs> Let's jump um, into it. <laughs> I forgot. But yo, um I wanna say number one, congrats to um to Haas and Mace. Congrats to De La Soul. De La Soul's entire catalog is available on streaming platforms as of today, so go get that. Uh, it's sad that Dave didn't make it to see it. Like Super Bowl Sunday was ruined when word got out that uh, Dave passed away that day. So that was really fucked up. Oh, and wow. it's like we knew that uh, Daylight's music was coming to streaming services on March 3rd. And then like Dave passed away on, on February 12th. So it is really sad. Um, they had a really dope show at Webster Hall last night. Um, Dave Chappelle was there. Common, Mon- uh, Moni Love, Queen Latifah. Um, they performed Ladies Night. They killed it. Uh, D-Nice and Just Blaze DJed. Um, Dreads from Black Sheep. Anybody like from that Native Tongues movement. The only person I don't think I saw was Busta Rhymes. And 
them as his people, so that was really interesting. I would imagine he's, you know, I don't know. I they started that tour again, and I know they are they are going overseas. I don't know if they're overseas right now, and that's why Buster wasn't there. But you know, uh, rest in peace to True Goy the Dove, aka Dave of De La Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a classic hip hop head, go and stream some De La, please. And thank you. Run those fucking numbers up. Run them up, please, because they deserve it. While everybody else was getting their shit streamed, Daylight had to sit and wait because they were in a illegal battle with their former label head, Tom Silverman, who was the head of Tommy Boy Records. Um, so, you know, like imagine if imagine if Fife hadn't died and we would have got that outcast versus a tribe called quest versus, you know, imagine if Dave was still here and you could throw De La Soul in the verses. Um, and we need a versus, uh, they did sign the contract, Jermaine Debris versus Diddy that's coming. I don't know the date yet, but that shit is going to be crazy. That's going to be crazy. Well, Do we really need verses now? I ain't Since never quarantine seen is over. Them, so there's that. I ain't seen none of them. You've never seen a verse, seriously. I've never seen a verse. Get the fuck out of here, really? Yeah, I have never seen one. Oh man, it's some classic moments. Uh I heard that the um the one what was it? 36 Mafia and um <laughs> uh Three six mafia and somebody. Three six mafia and boom. <laughs> yeah, Yo, but yeah, that's uh, that's what it was. I heard that one was pretty cool because they brought. Rest in peace. Howard rest in Howard. peace to Gangsta Boo who died on the my first of fucking, the fucking year. bitch. Oh my god! When I Yo, tell you, oh, I love me some. You Gangsta never saw Boo. the clip of uh of Gangsta Boo <laughs> calling Busy Bone a hater. You a hater, Busy Bone. You a. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. It I was fucking not. hilarious. <laughs> Um, I did not. <laughs> people, now, truth be told, I was like, Bone could really hang with 3-6, and people were like, no, they can't. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, the early stuff, and then you forget that Juicy J caught that second win. He did fucking bands and make him dance. Wayne came out. He just, once they got to that second win, I was like, okay, this is where 3-6 Mafia gonna tuck these niggas in, because they catalog goes so right. far. Right, right, goes right. so far. And the thing is that Juicy, I'm gonna be real with you, Juicy's newest shit, I still love it. I actually, I have probably all of his newer albums on my phone, too. Um, I'm just, but you know what? I'm just, you know... Uh, Apparently, they gonna tour, and... Boo is not the only member of 3-6 that has passed, so, like, I don't know how that show is going to go. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if you can get me to buy tickets to that show. I'm going to keep it a straight Right, book. that's, that's, I might agree with you on that, because what the fuck, I'm going to just be looking at Juicy J and Project Pay and, uh... I saw, um, I was real amped. We do this thing in, in the city in the summer. It used to be called the VP Fair, and then they changed it to Fair St. Louis, and they do this summer music series. Like, I've seen Belle Biv DeVoe, I've seen them twice in concert. Um, I saw Common rock the stage. No mm-hmm. hype man, just him and Mike and a band. He killed that shit. So one year they had Tony, Tony, Tony. And you got to be of a certain age to know who Tony, Tony, Tony is. Uh, what's that certain age you talking about, Mr. Derek? Um, you got to be in like... <sighs> 33 years old. I love me some motherfucking, motherfucking Raphael Sadiq. Okay, okay, but and you gotta have an ear for it. <laughs> you gotta have an ear for it. Um, 
So I was real amped. I was like, yo, Tony, Tony, Tony tonight. It's going to be fucking lit. And we got there. And it was me, my cousin, and some homies. And I'm like, yo, who the fuck is this nigga, man? And then got home and got on Twitter. And people was like, yeah, Rafael Sadiq, don't fuck with them no more. And I was like, oh, so that's who that new nigga was. That was supposed to be Rafael's <laughs> replacement. And the shit just did not hit. Take care, Rafael. Like, oh, yo. They stuck Raphael from the Ninja Turtles up there. That was nice. <laughs> Stop. I swear to God. Like, what the fuck is Listen, they just went without any fucking Raphael. Your name Raphael? Get on stage. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, they, they grabbed that nigga right out the Ninja Turtles. Hey, you know, they don't really need you anyway. Donatello's the smart nigga. Leonardo's the leader. Michelangelo's the partier. He gets the bitches. Nobody needs you. Come here, angry turtle. <laughs> Get your he ass, take it right. <laughs> Yo, Raphael was definitely the nigga of the Ninja Turtles. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I know that they probably going to bring Pat with him. Like, would I, pl- would I pay to see Project Pat? For sure. For fucking sure. But, um, Juicy, Pat, DJ Paul. DJ Paul is a dog, one you cannot trust. Man, that was a fucking banger. 3-6 Mafia has some shit, boy. And and that verse has proved that. That verse has proved that. So, I don't know. I don't want to get off into another another tangent. Uh, We got quite a bit of shit to talk about. And we're about 28 minutes in. So, uh, where do you want to start? Where you want to start? You let me know. Um. So let's talk about my boy Kodak. Uh, <laughs> little yak. Picking calamari Yo, of, out of my teeth. Of all the and I know I went on a tirade about like, you know, why are these young niggas mm-hmm. famous? Because they have no accolades last week. But of all the people I should really hate, it should probably be Kodak. But How can nigga, you hate him? I was, no, no, no. He's way too fucking entertaining for me to hate Kodak Black. He's, he's way too fucking... Like, Y'all want to know something funny? Nigga, <laughs> before, before me and Derek started this podcast, I always do this weird thing to him. And he will say he will he will confirm it. I'll text him some random fucking lyrics. And hey, like, Derek, the fuck is it not about? always Kodak Black? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I do this all the time. Like when the video came out with the, um, I'm Kodak Black. And when you see me, I'm white. Derek, how many times? I was like, yo, you fucking bugging. Don't do that shit again. Don't do that again. (laughs) What was the most recent one I did? I think it was, uh, oh, when, uh, when I started, when I was the super gremlin, when (laughs) Oh, I love, man, I love that fucking record. The perk fake, but still. Hey, I think I was the one what? that introduced you to it because I started texting you the lyrics. And he's like, "But this is I, Derek is so tired of it. He'd be like, what song is it now?'" <laughs> no, dead ass. There was this girl at work. She, um, she had a Bluetooth speaker, and instead of just being in her office playing it, she would put the fucking Bluetooth speaker outside of her office so we could all hear it. I'm like, "Yo, I don't want to hear your bullshit playlist." Well, Super Gremlin came on, and I was like, this shit kind of hot. So I shazammed it, and I was like, oh, shit, this is Kodak it's Black. Kodak. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I and then she played um, Love and War, or Love or War, whatever the title is. And I was like, damn, this nigga actually got some heat, He's, man. Yes, like, Kodak is good. And the thing is that I, somebody, so this girl on Twitter that I follow, 
she said one time, uh, she uh, she was like, um, she was like, these new rappers, they they think they could just do anything and they could get away with it. He said, but they don't got that kind of catalog. She said, the only new 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 nigga who could get away with doing dumb shit because they actually got some heat behind them and they could actually rap is Kodak. Now Kodak do some dumb shit, but. Kodak, listen, and like I'm, I'm telling you, the niggas actually fucking good. Y'all made y'all make it caught up in the silly shit that he do. Like I was playing him in the car the other day. Silly shit. He does, but listen to that fucking song, um, no flocking and shit like that. The nigga is good. He's I get, and then it's it. I love him even more because he's so fucking silly. Like I don't know if y'all saw when he was in the courtroom. He asking the fucking judge, uh, excuse me, judge, can I have a Jolly Rancher? And she fucking gives it to him. Yo, that nigga's <laughs> nuts, man. Remember Ooh. when? Remember I had to show you the the picture of when uh he looked like a fucking Make a Wish recipient <laughs> at the University of Florida with the Gators football team. <laughs> oh, oh, when the nigga fucking walking in the, uh, when he was walking in New York Fashion Week, why does the nigga, he looks so fucking awkward, yo. <laughs> like, what Kodak is, is a different, he, yo, that little he thing is, is like definitely fucking different. But let's get on a serious note. Is Kodak, I mean, here's the thing. White people must love Kodak or some shit. Because how the fuck, Derek, remember when I sent you the article the other day? What did that article say? That the judge said that somebody mixed up his, he failed his drug test. The judge said, the judge said that they think that somebody mixed up his pee. His pee was actually clean. In what fucking world? Be fucking for real. In what fucking world? That doesn't happen like... That does not happen, especially not in the United States of America. Like, and for a black not. man at that, Kodak is a fucking superhero. He has to be. And like, Kodak must have, like, the whole fucking state of Florida in his pocket or something. Because what our fucking judge said, we think that we, we the, they determined that somebody mixed up Kodak's pee with someone else's, that Kodak's pee was actually clean. And be fucking for real. Come on now. Come the happen. fuck that, on. Like, dead ass, that does not happen. That like, not this happen. judge has to be like his mama or something because... That, can I have... Excuse me, judge. In the end. Can I he have got a, somebody in the pocket. Exactly. Can I have a Jolly Rancher? If I would have went to court and asked for a Jolly Rancher, that bitch would have said, you know what? Nigga, they would have locked my black ass yes. under the You're jail. Guilty. You, you We're me? charging you for another crime. It's called asking for a Jolly Rancher. We made it up, but now you're being charged. Like... Got here. What? The oh audacity. You see that motherfucker slip thug that Perkin yeah, Right, like, listen. Remember when Cat Williams was talking about niggas was doing coke when he went to that house party? Like, nigga, do you know I can see you? Like, that's it. I was like, yo, nigga, we see you. What the fuck are you doing? Man, man, man. I don't know. It's the wild times we live in. But Shout hey, you know what? Too, man. Wild ass nigga. The fuck? Hey, yo. he got out again. He keeps getting out. Oh no, not the man. I was gonna say, what the fuck, yo, real quick, baby, Thug is going down, and I hate to say it, Thug ain't coming home. And and that's I'm we gonna spin that into another topic, but real quick, um, do we want to see this nigga Chris Rock get punched and slapped again? Because did you see that shit that he said? 
No, what did he say? What did okay? They, so you know, Will Smith is in that now? Emancipation movie, whatever. Yes, right? which and, uh, I'm not. I'm probably not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm tired of seeing niggas be slaves. Like, yeah, honestly, right? like we honestly. had to live through this shit. We're not doing that. My question is this: <clears throat> Chris Rock made the statement that I think the movie's on Apple TV Plus, if I'm not mistaken. So Chris Rock said, "I watched that shit just to watch Will Smith get his ass beat," and somebody tweeted like. Will Smith needs to slap the fuck out of Chris Rock again. Like, my nigga, you took it on the jaw. We all saw it. Just take your L and move and on. And shut the why fuck up. Chris Rock is the lamest fucking... That's why I don't know if y'all heard me. Chris Rock is the lamest fucking motherfucker ever. And y'all, and some people may get mad at me for saying this. Chris Rock is a motherfucking coon. Get the fuck off my TV. I don't like that nigga. I don't, I don't want to hear nothing from him. That whole shit. And then remember when everybody was talking about some, uh, he felt violated and everything. Well, watch what the fuck you fucking, and here's the thing. That's how it be sometimes. Comedians can say what the fuck they want, but here's the thing. There's consequences. And then on top of that, you shut your ass up. Shut your ass up. Cause just like you said, we saw you take it. I mean, come on now. And that's a lame ass fucking movie. Right on the chin. Fucking, I watched that movie just so I could see Will Smith get beat. Why? Because your pussy ass ain't going to do it. That's why. Yeah, man. Um, The Oscars putting this crisis team in effect for this year's show, that shit really got me aggy because um, The Godfather won Best Picture and I think the 73 Oscars because it came out Christmas of 72. I don't know exactly what year it was, but anyway, Marlon Brando won either for best, best actor or best supporting. It doesn't matter. He sent a young indigenous native American woman up to accept on his behalf. And they had to hold what's the old man that white people love John Wayne. They had to hold John Wayne back from rushing the stage to beat the lady up. What the and fuck? Then, yeah, didn't, look it up. This is real. And then after she gave the speech on behalf of Marlon Brando and on behalf of the Native American community, Clint Eastwood got his funky ass up That's there. who I thought you were talking about when you said John Wayne. I thought you were talking no, about No, no, no. Clint, Clint. It was John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. Okay. He got his funky ass up there and then made some like really snide and like fucked up comment about the woman. How the fuck did so, I know it was Clint Eastwood had something to do with this yo, shit? look. You ever seen the movie Gran Torino? Yeah, but I don't really remember it, so... He played that role way too well. He was racist <laughs> as fucking. Nigga, that that's you for real. <laughs> I did. Like, I'll never forget when, um... <laughs> so I'm still a wrestling fan. I don't give a fuck if y'all like it or not. Fuck you, okay? So... Coming up in the Stone Cold Steve Austin era. Oh, uh, like, that's my wow. nigga. Shout out to Stone Cold. I got, if y'all ever see me. Wait, 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 wait. I got something for you. So remember when, um, what's that fucking movie where Adam Sandler went to jail? They was playing football. It was like Adam Sandler, Nelly, Michael oh, Irvin, the all the longest yard. The, lo- the longest yard. Yes. So this nigga Sterling, my cousin, I'll never forget. He went to see the shit. And I was like, yo, how was it? He was like, yo, don't go see that shit, bro. And I was like, why? He was like, I think it's Stone Cold Steve Austin racist. And I was like, what? The <laughs> nigga was like, he said some shit in the movie 
multiple times, and he was like, that wasn't acting. He meant that shit. <laughs> he said that so, shit with his chest. <laughs> yeah, that's so when, when the nigga Nelly was running the ball, shout out my nigga Mo, uh, the nigga Stone Cold was just fucking with him. He was like, that's how a white man runs the football. And I saw that shit, and I was like, Hey, nigga, I know what you meant now. He was like, I told you not to go see that shit. <laughs> like, now, do you believe that motherfucker was acting? I was like, I mean, Sterl, he was like, he wouldn't act. And that nigga racist as fuck, nah. bro. I'm never watching that shit again. Stone Cold, I'm, I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> I don't think he's racist at all. <laughs> I mean, that nigga, he's a, he's a fucking woman abuser. He beat the shit out of you know, uh, Deborah when he was married to her, so... I mean, yeah, but that don't mean he racist. <laughs> I mean, it's I not mean right. yeah, like, yo, beating people up. <laughs> Look, that was his, literally his profession, so, you know. <laughs> Touche, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That shit, but he was forceful. He was like, that's how a white man runs the football. That's how a white man picks up books or some shit. I'm like, Damn. yo, nigga. You when they sent that? you the script, you didn't you didn't think no two ways about this shit. Like, hey man, nah, this ain't. Because if a nigga sends me a script and I see some shit like, hey, this is the role we want you to play, and I'm reading, I'm like, oh, you really want me to say this shit on page thirty four? I think the fuck not. <laughs> like, can you edit this out? Like, no. Nah. All right, well you gonna have to find somebody else. I'm not doing it. Now no I'm gonna be real. Way. I get your cousin on that because Kathy Bates played a racist in American Horror Story. And ever since I saw that shit, I don't trust Kathy Bates. And I, I was, I'm like, she meant that shit. She really don't fuck with black people. Like, she was really, she really was a slave owner in her uh, past life. Like, <laughs> Kathy Bates always plays that southern. Remember, she was, she was Adam Sandler's mom in the Water Bobby Boy. Boucher mama, yeah. She was uh the tutor in um. The blind side that tutor Oh, yeah, Dick I forgot Mike. all about that. Yeah, and she was one of the people that convinced him to go to Ole Miss. Yeah. By the way, if you're an Ole Miss fan, do me a favor, find the nearest bridge and jump, jump the fuck off, off of it. <laughs> jump off the fucking bridge if you're an Ole Miss fan. That's all I gotta say. I'm about sure y'all anyway. already know who I'm a fan of. Do we need to say it? Who say it? LSU. Come on now. Buy you Bengals. Yo, let me ask you this. Um, remember recruiting season last year when y'all got Brian Kelly and the nigga was dancing all in the thing and they still didn't get that fucking recruit? <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Like, oh, so, anyways. And <laughs> Shout out Moving to LSU. On. That, game, that fucking game against Alabama this past season was incredible. And shout out to Mason Taylor. Uh, his father is NFL Hall of Famer Jason Taylor, and his auntie is Joy Taylor from Fox Sports. So, shout out to Mason Taylor, man. Oh man, I'm. I, I think I think of football season. Yeah, I got that ass beat in the SEC title game. Uh, anyway, so next subject. What what <laughs> what's on the agenda for today, Derek? Well, we were talking about thugs, so I guess we should talk about this gonna leave and YSL situation. But, um. Um, I feel as though it's a it, it's a little bit shady. I mean, it's it's a little bit shady. I wasn't going with the whole thing that he snitched. Um, I still don't know if I believe it or not, but it is it's you know it's it's making me open my eyes a little bit 
Also, Gunna, who the fuck are you without YSL? I mean... The biggest Gunna moment for me is when Rihanna dressed like homie for Halloween. (laughs) I might know one... Actually, I don't even know the song. Um, I've heard it. What, Push and P? Um, yeah. Well, that and some other shit, but like, somebody sent me a, a Baby and Gunna song I remember my daughter was in kindergarten. I'm taking her to school. I'm like, nigga, it is eight in the morning, and I have my five year old in the back seat. Don't send me this shit. I'm an old nigga now. <laughs> I'm not playing baby and gunner with my daughter in the back seat. Like, the fuck is wrong with we you? We're gonna play like, some Luther Vandross, and we gonna like it. <laughs> exactly. And further, fucking more, nigga. Why are you listening to baby and gunner at eight in the morning? Like, nigga. Turn on sports Drink talk Drink some radio. coffee first. <laughs> like, y'all niggas are nuts. You rolled fuck? out of the bed playing that hard-ass shit. <laughs> like, that nigga Cat Williams said, who the fuck gets angry? Like, nigga, you gang-banging on bacon? Like, who angry at breakfast? Fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Only niggas that's allowed to be angry that early in the morning is niggas that work third shift. They have a yeah, reason to be. I agree. I agree. Other than that, no. Uh, nah, I am a big Gunner fan. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a big Gunner fan. Um, So, you know, I mean, I, the situation was real disheartening to me when they all went to jail. But I had already had a feeling Gunner wasn't going down for nothing. But, you know, Thugger, he's a, I mean, honestly, if you want my honest opinion, Thugger's too, he's, he's a fucking creative mastermind. And it's like, yo, I really, at first, I was just like, I don't get it. And then I heard somebody play me. I forgot what Thug record it was. I was like, oh, okay, now I fucking get it. Yeah. He was on a tip record, too, and he went bananas on that shit. I'm just like, no, nah, this nigga's really talented. He's yeah, really talented. he's really fucking talented, and it just sucks that talent is being, you know, wasted behind bars. Now, here's my thing. I don't, I, I don't know what really went down behind his arrest and everything. I know there's some Rico cases. Me, you know, me and Derek may talk about this in, you know, in future episodes, but I'm sure it's a lot to talk about. Um, but it would have to, would have to be, yeah. You know, I don't, so I don't really, I can't say, but I will say this. I, you know, remember Gunna's right before he went to jail, his baby mother was, or his child mother, because I hate the term baby mother, mama. His child's mother um, went to, was murdered at a, re, uh, what was it, a, a, a roller ring? Um, oh shit really yeah she was murdered and so the thing is that i don't know how old thugger's kids are but you know if they are you know either way losing both your parents one to you know one passing and then one being in prison it's got to be hard no matter how old you are so that's you know that's pretty disheartening as well Um, oh thug i thought you were saying gunner no no no, thugger i said thugger i'm sorry i'm sorry i do I, okay, I didn't know exactly until somebody tweeted that, and I was like, "Damn, that is fucked up." Yeah. Um. So it's it's pretty fucking sad the whole situation, and I do feel something fishy going down with, you know, Gunner. But I can't say anything. I guess maybe he feels as though that's what that was the right decision for him because he is, you know, blossoming. He's flourishing right now. Um, you know, the one, you. What, what, what was the song, the Pussy is Power, the one with Drake? That one was great. Push and P. You like sent me song. that song. I like, I do, I do know you sent me that song for sure. I, I think I remember, and we, we're not going to touch base on what the context of the conversation was, but. 
it wasn't like y'all wilding. Niggas like, oh, that's, that's immediately where niggas' heads was going. Was like, oh. uh, that's exactly why I said it. Yeah. But also, what y'all don't know about me and Dirk's relationship, we have um, similar taste in music and stuff. That's actually how would that's one of the you know reasons why we're so close now. And I, that is how we started talking. I did hook him onto some good music. So me and Derek do have, you know, that's why we decided to start you the podcast. Put me, you put me on the ASAP Rocky. I right. tell people that all the time. I, so, I was just like, I don't get this shit. Like, why this nigga wearing these strange European ass fashion house ass clothes? And you was like, no, listen to the music. And I listened to the tape. And I was like, oh, shit, this nigga is really dope. And um, I remember the first time I heard ASAP Ferg and I was like, yo, this nigga's voice is annoying. And then... Ferg blossomed. Ferg really, and uh, the one who should have blown to me was ASAP Twelvey. I don't understand yeah, how. I agree. I agree. I I fucking agree. And I think what happened was misrepresentation. Patient had to be. It, here's the thing with that. Being honest, completely honest with you. Uh, so ASAP. Um, I would say ASAP Yams. Rest in peace, ASAP Yams. Um, I met Yams. Did I ever tell you? That oh story? no, fucking way! No, you did not. We met Yams at South by Southwest one year. I swear to fucking God, the nigga was so cool. Rest in peace to Yam Yamborghini forever. Yeah. The nigga was like, "Yo, you got a Lucy?" I'm like, "What?" He was like, "A cig, bro." I was like, "Oh, my brat. I don't smoke, my dude." And he was like, "Ah, that's right." And then uh. My cousin was like, who the fuck is this nigga? I was like, that's ASAP Yams. He was like, like ASAP Rocky and him. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And we had like, I don't have that was on my like very first Instagram. So I don't have any of those pictures, but I have pictures with Freeway, John John the Don, Loaded Lux, uh, Yams, and some more people from that South by Southwest. He uh uh Wiz Homeboy, Wiz Homie, Chevy Woods. Check. I have pictures with him too. Um my man who died from COVID. Fuck. Fred, the godson. We met a gang of people at South by that year. And if it none of y'all know fun. what South by Southwest is, that is a music festival that is in um, held in Austin, Texas. Which I don't oh, know why no. I said that so loud because I am not from Texas and I'm not a Texan. But South by is a fucking vibe, yeah. man. And it, it expanded to more to music. They expanded it to video games, yes. film, um, I also think comedy and shit like that. So it is yeah. pretty lit. Um, I met uh, Too Short. I was We was walking out of venue. Dude, I was like, oh shit, it's Too Short. He was like, what's up, homie? He was cool. I met T- Talib Kweli. I know, like, I love Black Star. Let me be honest. I love most and Kweli. But that nigga kind of is, is an asshole, real talk. I'm not going to lie. That nigga kind of is an asshole. Real talk. Eh, I can't touch on that because I ain't met none of them motherfuckers. So there's that, right? <laughs> the nigga, I was like, yo, man, mm-hmm. I remember the first time I heard the Black Star album and he was like, speed it up, man. I'm like, uh, uh, right, my nigga, you got sound check or something? Fuck right? it. Whatever, bro. I don't even want to talk to you anymore. I, you, I, you speed it up now. I got a picture with the nigga, but like I said, it's on like my old, my original Instagram and I don't even fucking remember the, the sign in and shit for that, so I couldn't, you know, if I fucking tried, um, excuse me, um, but yeah, rest in peace to Yams, he was lit, he was lit as fuck, man. Yamborghini, I, but the reason why I think Asa, I think Rocky and Ferg blew up, and this is a, a, this is a big thing, Um, a lot of that shit was Yams' brainchild, and you know what, now that you say that, it makes sense that Yams passed, and 12E was kind of left behind. Yeah, 
And then also the thing is their look. Their, you know, they they had the look. I mean, and the thing is that it is what it is. You know, they ASAP um Rocky and um Rocky and Ferg were the ones wearing the Balenciaga, just, just like you say, the the crazy French designers and shit. You know, mm-hmm. they had the the weird European European you European look. And, you know, not only that, but they were probably the more attractive ones out of the group. So just how like, you know, they may not have been the best, you know, artists, but you know, out of because there was a lot of ASAP. We 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 definitely know that. But, you know, not all of them looked the way Rocky and Ferg did with the gold teeth and everything. They weren't as, you know, creative looking and all that shit. Uh, similar to the situation with, um, I forgot, so let's move on. <laughs> I got one really quickly as I'm scrolling Instagrams. So, if you're a listener, I would assume you listen to other podcasts. If you listen to the Joe Budden show, they talked about the situation that happened at the Creed 3 premiere last mm-hmm. week, right? Uh, about Michael B. Jordan being lame? Be, well, L'Oreal from former love and hip hop fame, some she's on a morning show with some chick and the chick called him corny. And I think the inference for her calling him corny was the fact that he dated white women. There's that video he shot on the beach with the white girl where he was doing push ups and shit. But whatever. Corny. Okay, so then Joe called him corny, this, that, and the third. So in the shade room, they going in on Joe. Cleo Thomas, I don't know if y'all remember him. He was in the movie Holes, and he used to be real tight with Bow Wow. Uh, said, ain't this the same guy who was disrespecting Vivica Fox? Lil Duval said, Mike, gonna swing on Joe. Russell Simmons in the comments laughing, like, my nigga, you're the last one who used to be laughing. Like, for what Russ did for hip-hop and him and Rick Rubin starting Def Jam from an NYU uh, dorm room, dope. Russell Simmons is a sexual abuser. Let's be fucking real about it. That's why the niggas hiding in Bali. Erica oh, Mena went in no the comments. Way. Say what? I didn't know that. I didn't oh, know yeah, that. there's a whole documentary about the shit. <laughs> huh. um, Erica Mena went in the comments said, Joey, stop. You would have done the same, but worse. Um, This is crazy. Somebody said, man, Joe, wrong on this. Mike B was not out of line. He called it out real quick and kept it professional after that. Um, well, someone Derek, says, no, what's corny is the fact that Joe Budden thinks he ate this and them agreeing with him. As someone who was bullied in school, I understand MBJ wholeheartedly. What um, do you think, Derek? Here's the thing. <clears throat> Joe was definitely entitled to his opinion, mm-hmm. as are the other members of his podcast. Homegirl on the radio show who actually said it. It wasn't L'Oreal who said it, but L'Oreal kind of pivoted off the point and said, yeah, you used to come to school with your headshot. Well, fam, that nigga was in hardball. That nigga was on the wire. So everybody, like, he, Michael B. Jordan just got his <clears throat> star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. People, like, ain't it a bit early. And people was like, yo, y'all really don't know shit because the wire is 20-plus years old. What does that have to do with Michael B. Jordan? Well, nigga, he was on the show. The fuck are you talking about? Is it too early? That nigga earned that career. And if you're an actor, yeah, you're supposed to have your fucking head shot on you. That's the business. So to call him corny for that is kind of foul. If they're calling him corny for dating a white girl, 
I guess. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is, y'all don't want everybody... y'all don't want to hear what I got to say about that. Y'all oh, don't want to hear it. <laughs> the fact of the matter is this: <clears throat> I thought he handled it well. He could have been way worse. Now, old girl came out because she wanted the clout. Like L'Oreal didn't call him corny. I called him corny. Now people are posting the audio where it, in fact, was the other girl who called him corny. I think everybody's making way too much of this. The problem with this is people who live in glass houses should not throw stones. And that's why Joe was getting that backlash. I'm very interested to hear what he's going to have to say on their Saturday episode of the podcast if they're going to address it at all. But Joe was facing, facing major backlash because Erica Mena. Um, somebody was like, he got the nerve to say, don't talk to our sisters like, like that. Well, L'Oreal's not black. Apparently, I thought she was partially black. Apparently, she's Puerto Rican and Asian. I don't know. Maybe not Puerto Rican. She's Latin. She's of some Latin descent. That I knew. I thought the other portion of her was black, but apparently it's Asian. Secondly, somebody was like, Joe got the nerve to say our sisters. Go back and look at his dating history. A bunch of Latin women. Which there's uh, nothing yeah, wrong with that. That's fucking true. I mean, um There's nothing wrong with that. What was the um, one girl that he was like his longtime girlfriend before he started dating? Um uh before he started started dating since Santana, she was on Love and Santana's Hip-Hop fucking too. gorgeous. Every time Beautiful. I see a picture of Sin, I'm like, that's, I know Joe's somewhere crying right now. I didn't find nah, I'm gonna be real with you. I didn't find um I don't find Erica Mena attractive, but I've seen. I don't yes. think Erica Mena is that attractive either. She's all right, but didn't. Um, uh, but Sin and Joe had a baby together, no? They did. Lex has got to be like four or five or something. Oh by wow! Now. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, they were like, he's got no one to talk about anybody, and and using the whole our sisters thing when Kaylin Garcia, Sin Santana. Etc. Etc. Tahiri's Latin of some sort. That's of her fucking name. That Tahiri Thompson Tahiri. or something like that. Yes, yes, that's Tahiri. who I was thinking of, and I couldn't remember. But yes, she is. I think she is Dominican. I believe she's Dominican. The thing about it, also, Joe. I think Joe welcomes controversy, of course. because also keep in mind he's got this podcast network where he employed three women on a podcast. And one of them said that Joe made her feel uncomfortable. Um, There's like audio and video clips where he's like, give me a hug. And like, I guess she felt uncomfortable with that. And then, so they ousted her. And then basically when the other girls, Bridget Kelly and I forget what the other girl's name is, uh, Mandy, I think it's Mandy B. When they pot, they dipped off his network. So it's like, Joe, unfortunately, has this history of women saying things like they said he jacked his dog off because the dog was under pressure and couldn't get none. And like it was a bunch of shit that's been said about what? Joe. The fact that he even has a career is crazy. But again, he I, I was her. just thinking that I was like, it's crazy that this nigga has a career all off of fucking pump, pump, pump it up. What? Like what? Yo, not for nothing. We are not going to sit here. Like, people think of Pump It Up when they think of Joe. And you think of shit like you got served, et cetera, et cetera. Not for nothing, that nigga will bar you the fuck down. Listen, not, we're not going to sit here and act like that man can't rap. I'm Joe not, see, rap I'm not saying that. Nigga. But here's the thing. 
we ain't heard it. So the fact of the matter is that, like, the thing is you that... Don't remember, he, the BET, remember the BET Hip Hop Awards when they used to do the cypher and shit like that? Yeah, I remember when they used to do okay, it. Okay, so remember there was Joe the Button, time so. where Joe, Joel, Crooked, and Royce as Slaughterhouse as a group signed to Eminem's label. And they mm-hmm. did the Shady 2.0 cypher. It was them... Yellow Wolf and Eminem. Ah, shout out to motherfucking boy. Let me tell you something. I love me some motherfucking Yellow Wolf now. (laughs) Joe tore that shit down. To this day, Joe's verse on that cypher is still my favorite verse. No lie. No lie. That nigga could wrap circles around niggas. He invited that nigga Drake to dance for a week and Drake wouldn't do the shit. He knew that nigga Joe was going to bar him down. I'm not going to touch on Drake because I have a different opinion from everybody on Drake. Um, I would love to hear that. You could text it to me. We'll have to share well, it. Well, actually, but... I don't mind sharing it. I don't mind sharing it. But everybody likes it. I always tell people not Derek. No, Derek, who's my favorite artist? Who's my favorite rapper? Um, ooh. Lupe, Lupe, you know that. Oh well, yeah, that would be. So, the, I should have. That should have been the immediate. Yeah, you but, are like you, me, and my cousin Earl are probably like the biggest fucking Lupe fans. Shout out to E Weezy. What up? One but, of Kennedy's Godfathers, by the way. <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> Come on the show sometimes. But how I feel is, I always tell people I'm not a fan of Drake. Reason being, Drake is a is is an entertainer. I, I don't want I don't want I don't when I listen to, yeah when I listen to, to to music I don't I I want I want to hear something I don't Drake does nothing for me because he's not talking about nothing you know what I'm saying he he's That's a great he's in entertainer his Atlanta trap era like the fuck for the this part, week here's the thing he doesn't Drake doesn't know who he is. remember when he was going through his um his he was a Louisiana phase when he you know. He was he was trying to pop off on bounce music, which a lot of y'all may not know what bounce music is, but you know him working with Lil Wayne. I mean, bounce music. music he did the shit with Big Frida, the Kiki. Key, exactly. Key, that shit. Exactly. Yeah, that, was, that bothers that me. And the other joint, the um, nights for what? That was all like exactly. he definitely into the the New Orleans bounce, like which is the, why uh, I don't fuck with Meg Thee Stallion. Now here's the thing. I'm gonna give it to Drake. Drake had, um, Drake had, you know, uh, like you just said, um, Big Frida in his songs. So he, you know, at least he brought in our actual. Well, culture they were mad that like he that. didn't have her in the video, and then she showed up in the video for the Kiki shit. And you know what? He probably only did that to because to keep people quiet right. because they were saying like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Now, which brings me to another point about Drake and him. So he put that plus size Drake and Twenty One Savage put that plus size girl in that video. And plus size girls are, you know, BBWs is, uh, you know, they all happy and shit. And they talk about something. Here's the thing, though. He put that in the video so that, again, big black girls could be even more in love with him like they already are. He did that for y'all. Drake don't like no BBWs. He tell y'all that so that he could be liked by all people. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the day and the age of Lizzo and everything. I can't remember if it was That bitch is fucking fine. I don't know I don't, where she hiding at, but if you if you out here listening to my podcast, I will take care of you. I love you. Come find me. I don't I remember if it you. was before or after she lost the weight, though. But Takara's fine as fuck. Takara is fine, and not only is she fine, but she beautiful as hell. She is gorgeous. 
She is fucking gorgeous. But you know, I'll hey, you know. But I mean, that's how I feel about Drake. He's a he 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 can rap. He I don't like maybe back in the day he was good, but then again, I was younger when I was around. I you realize Drake came out when I was like what, 15, 16 years old? Maybe Here's younger. The thing. Here's the thing I'ma say about Sun, and this is where I'm gonna leave it. I hate having this conversation. Those reference tracks really fuck shit up. Because every time he comes with some bars, the question is going to be like, yo, this shit is dope, but did he did write, you write it? write it? Exactly. Did now he write it is always going to be the question. Drake gets and a little people... bit better. He gets a little bit better when he's a feature. Like his, 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 you know, his bars get a little bit harder when he got future on now, you know, so whatever. Well, did you see Kodak said that he was supposed to do a joint album with Drake and then he was like, he put out the shit with 21, so I'm not fucking with him right now. I can't do it. Well, I like 21, so, you know. 21 Savage is trash. I don't care what I y'all like say. Savage. I'm sorry. I like 21 Savage. I like him. 21 Savage is trash. I like him, but that's, hey, you know. Up. That Canadian nigga carried that whole album, and anybody who tells you anything different is out of their fucking <laughs> mind. That nigga from up north carried that album. I Think about don't like, know oh, about that. The I'm only gonna... reason he carried that album, you know, if you feel as though he carried that album, you know why he carried that album? Because he had somebody featured on it, and he had to top a better artist to me. Sorry, that's how I Only one Savage only has one record on his own, and that's 3 a.m. on Glenwood. Uh, the rest they're either uh collective or it's a Drake record. He carried that joint, man, and it's it's bro. Twenty One Savage cannot rap. He can't. I'm sorry. I like niggas that can rap. We listen to Lupe. Come on now. I mean, that I did, but here's the thing. I gotta have my little indulgence in in you know not so conscious rappers and everyone's choices. Drake minds. It's not. I like Twenty One Savage. I can't, I cannot sit here and listen to no Drake on my phone. I'm sorry. If Drake songs come on and it's not like something, you know, like if they don't have a future feature in it, I can't listen to it. Like y'all realize Drake's fucking lyrics be like shit, like fucking, um, you're a lesbian when girl, I'm a lesbian too. Well, shut up. What the fuck? Shut up. Look, if I don't want to listen to a conscious rapper, I'll put on some goddamn DMX, rest in peace to the God. But I like... Niggas will never. First of all, I need my eardrums. I can't listen to DMX screaming at me all day. I'm sorry. Cat <laughs> Williams is like that nigga. Really talks like that. <laughs> hey yo, bitch, give me some water with some lemon. <laughs> Rest in peace to the dog. Ooh, Lord, but yeah, yo, that's Google, how I feel. Up. He's a great entertainer, um, but artist, he is not. So that's. <sighs> Speaking of why we're on music, you want to talk about that Nikki record? Oh yes. Um. So um. Uh. What's hold on? Let me. Actually, okay. Google stop. Google stop. <laughs> That's what they want me. Google stop. Motherfucker, start just start playing music because it hurt me say DMX. Sure, <laughs> playing on Apple Music. Don't do that. <laughs> but so anyway, the name continue. of the song. Um. The name of the song is. Red Ruby the Sleaze. Um, now I like the song personally. I'm a big Nicki fan. 
Um, even though we were just on the topic of, you know, being entertainers, yada, yada, I do love Nikki. Um, I grew up with Nikki, so, of course, I love Nikki. Um, it gives me nostalgia, uh, because, of course, it has the Lumity beats, um, so I loved it. Um, I feel like she's giving me older Nikki, not, you know, Nikki who... Uh, let's be real, Nikki, some of her songs haven't been the greatest lately, but this one I really liked. I, I loved it. I'm not going to lie to you. Some people were saying she was referencing like Cardi B and shit like that. Everything is not a fucking reference, y'all. Everything is not a reference. She's not trying to beef with anybody. And I'm really tired of people saying, uh, Nikki beefing with all the younger artists. She's really not, but y'all do have to pay, pay her, her homage. She paved Yo, the way. When those fucking Grammy nominations came out and her fans saw she didn't get one, oh my fucking God, they were miserable on Twitter. They were fucking miserable. And every time I wanted to comment, I'm like, Derek, stay your black ass out of this. This has nothing to do with you. <laughs> this has nothing to do with you. Stay out of it, man. Um, I'm trying to find the post because I didn't even know. I didn't know there was a record until I saw this post. And that's when I was like, okay, well, let me fucking find this record. And then we can talk about it. Okay, so it's on site. It's a page. Um. Oh, congrats to Nikki. She announced on Queen Radio four hours ago that she owns a record label now. So shout out to her. Yeah, congratulations. Um, yeah, where the fuck is the post? It's okay. Ruby Red the Sleeves is now number one on iTunes. So again, congrats to Nikki. Um, I can't find the post, but they were talking like she was spitting like real aggressive and they were saying like, it's like Nikki, the bar God back. And I was like, okay, I want to hear this shit. And then I heard it and well, first, cause I saw on the on-site page, it showed the writer credits and I was like, Lumi D and I was like, yo, that's wild that Nikki found Lumi D. So then I played it. I was like, oh, no, it's a sample. So I'm happy that that sample is getting some light because I remember the summer yes. that Lumi D old, old record came out. That shit was bananas. Like, I remember everybody wanted to freestyle over that beat. It was a big deal. So I'm happy that record is getting some shine. That's number one. I didn't hear the aggressive nature Nikki that I wanted to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like, my favorite Nikki verse, a lot of people's favorite Nikki verse is Monster from Monster, Kanye. Right, right. My favorite Nikki verse is the motorsport, uh, motorsport verse. Like, I love that fucking verse. Like, I'm like, yo, she, she really went nuts on this one. And it was like, she just kind of laid back, but the flow was masterful. Even that Chun-Li shit, I was like, okay, this is actually dope. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So... Like we said in the text thread, it's nostalgia. That's why we love the song so much because of that Lumi D sample. Um, and shout out to Lumi D, wherever the fuck she is. Um, I want to hear the album. I want to hear the album. Also, there's an album does... coming out. Huh? There's an album coming out. I would have to imagine she's got an album coming. It's been too much that happened with her name in it. She's gonna have to say something. And you, you and I know Nikki well enough to know she's not gonna let people she keep gonna, going dirt on her She's gonna name. bring the motherfucking heat. I mean, yeah. hey, you know what? Maybe, and this may be because I'm a little bit older, you know, yada, yada, whoop-de-woo, but ain't nobody touching her. I'm sorry. Cardi B, you could try, but you ain't, and I mean, sorry, your your music ain't gonna get there. You ain't gonna get to Nikki's level. First of all, The to one me, person who can rap with Nikki 
they already had a beef and it didn't work. Nikki was a bigger name by that point, and that was um, what's my girl? Lil Kim. No, not Kim, not Kim. But shout out to Kim. Um, Rim, Remy. Oh, Remy Ma. First of all, Remy Ma. Um, she may be a fantastic rapper, but just being honest with you. Remy mom missed her calling. Well, not, I mean, I didn't mean she to say calling. Prison. Yeah, you, the thing is that you got a hot minute. You got a hot minute. And when you're on it, you got to, you, you got to, exactly. Like, which is what oh, Drake boy. and Nicki Martin. And I will say this, I'm going to say this, and I will say this till I die. Drake, Drake and Drake's marketing team and whoever else has you, he had his hot minute and they capitalized on it and he's still where he is now because of that. So the fact that I'm at, to be honest with you, Remy Ma, she could have been good. She could have been great. But you want to be out there fighting, be doing thuggish shit. And what did she shoot the girl or she stabbed her? I don't remember. I just know that the Remy situation is shitty because, fuck, it was this time. We, we, I remember sitting in, um, like, computer lab my senior year of high school this time. It was March or February. Pun died. Like, Remy was Pun's protege, and then Pun was gone, so it was left to Joe to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So then she had to be integrated in Terror Squad. They came out with that Terror Squad album, a true story. Remy outwrapped all the—that's the the album with uh, Lean Back on it. Yeah. Remy outwrapped all them niggas. Right. A year or two later, we got her album. She had a real dope cut with Neo and some other shit, and then— I'm thinking maybe she got in trouble after that. And she was gone. When she was gone, there was nobody else. Kim and Foxy had had their time. You got to remember, Foxy went deaf for a period and shit. And she went Kim deaf. just, Kim went to jail too. Fuck, that's that's right. I forgot about that. So, But Foxy's truth, fine as fuck though. Um, that bitch. What'd you say? I said Foxy was fine as fuck. She had I'm the not right a fucking English name. Fan. I don't know. Nikki stood alone. She had no opposition. So by the time Remy got out, it was Nikki's world. Yeah, exactly. And you, exactly. Absolutely. Nikki, his, just like you said, Nikki capital, I mean, they capitalized on the fact that there was no, she was playing on that, that young money. When, when, uh, Wayne introduced us to like Nikki, Drake and Tiger on whatever dedication mixtape it was. Um, that was like the Bulls in 96. Like, they were playing for the best team. Wayne could do no wrong at that point. Like, Wayne was coming off the Carter three and sold a million records in a week. And this is, at this point, downloading music illegally was a thing. iTunes existed. It was hard to sell albums, like physical copies. Mm-hmm. Wayne sold a million records in one week and won a Grammy. He could do no wrong. So when he bring these kids in off his back... And it worked out for three of them. Say what you want about Tiger, but it did work out. Oh, listen. Now, see, I'm going to be real with y'all. Tiger's reign happened when I was in my senior year of high school, freshman year in college. And when I tell you, Tiger had me and my best friend, Soleil. Shout out to you, boo. Love you. Who, by the way, is from Chicago, so she'll love that Bulls reference. She had, they had me and all my sweet mates in the motherfucking chokehold. Tiger, oh, T-Raw. Um, Rag City, That's bitch. So bad, I need a lap dance. Tiger was Listen, going he up. was going fucking in. That was also the time of, like, Travis Porter and shit like that. So yeah. music was a little bit different. 
I mean, that was also the times of um, look, uh, look, my no hands here, and no, you know, all of that good shit. Music was a lot different back then. It was to me, you know, hey, you know, that was fucking. That shit had me, you know, like I said, it had us in the fucking chokehold. We actually saw Tiger. Uh, actually, Tiger was my first concert that I went to. So, you know, That's I mean, wild. you know, like you, like you said, say what you want about Tiger now, but Tiger back in 20, 2012. Like he, it, it worked. Whether people, I don't care how y'all view him, it worked. And not for nothing, I'm not a Kardashian fan at all. He was on the biggest television show in the world in reality TV. It worked. It regardless of how you feel. Regard like that like bad press is still press. It's still press. Um yo, again, it worked. It worked. It fucking worked. So again, Nikki had no opposition. There are more female rappers now. I think it's it's a lot different. Do I see Lotto having a fifteen year career like Nikki? Honestly, no. no. She's hot right Do now. I, Same thing with Meg Thee Stallion. She's hot right now. I th- But see, the thing about Meg and Cardi, where I would separate them from Lotto, is their staying power is not equivalent to music. Meg did a fucking did an episode of She-Hulk. The MCU was, like, huge. You know, you know how hard it is to get Disney to fuck with you? Right. Especially when you're talking about popping pussy? Be real. Come on now. So... Their staying power is not equivalent to music. I don't know. And that's very true. That is very true. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm Cardi can like so you gotta remember you. I don't think, and I and I agree with you, the whole MCU thing that is huge and that's great, but I'm gonna be so fucking real with you. I give it two more years and make the stallion. We not gonna really hear nothing. Reason being, here's the thing, this is how I feel. Meg the Stallion whines and complains too much over something that she got herself into. That's one into. thing about me. And then look, that he, whole Tori and Meg shit. I'm not gonna go there because I have a mother, I have aunties, I have sisters, I have a daughter, I have nieces. Like you shouldn't be. Nobody should be putting their hands on women. So I'm not gonna go there. Here's um, the thing. I mean, I agree with you a thousand percent because same thing. Just like Derek said, I'm in the same position. Um, and I'm a woman, uh, so, but my thing is that also is like, I'm not, I wasn't even talking about the, uh, I was not even talking about the Tory Lane. Oh, the Tory situation? Yeah, I was actually that talking Pops about. Was wild. I blame Rock Nation. You <laughs> Who is this nigga? Why do you have a lining with no hair? Why? Hey, get out, get, get, get up off of the, now, also what I feel though, what I will say is this. I know who the better artist is, and it ain't the woman. But that's on that's my opinion. Um, Tori has some bangers. I will not. Tori, somebody played "Temperature Rising" at work the other day. I was like, God, I forgot. Oh, did you so hear? Uh, first of all, he has this one enchanted waterfalls, baby. That song got me in, and the song ain't even new. Shut up. <laughs> um, but the thing about Cardi, remember, it wasn't about music. Cardi popped off Vine. That's the and first you know, time I liked Cardi until she started doing the music shit. I liked her before when she was on Love and Hip Hop. Cardi got it popping on Vine, went to Love and Hip Hop, and then was like, fuck it, I'll do a mixtape. And that's, so, yeah. That, and then the same with, uh, like we were saying with Megan. I don't think Megan's staying power, and I, I do agree that it's not, it's, it doesn't go with the music, but I don't think her staying power is going to be Nothing. I don't think she's. I don't think Megan's gonna I be around. I think she can still have success. I think she needs to find another lane, but I still think she can have success. I think Cardi could literally go host 
like reality TV shows and shit like that. Oh, well, probably. I I think Cardi, yeah. So I'm not going to touch on Cardi. And that's why Cardi will have staying power. I I don't think. I don't. Because Meg tried other shit and they flopped. The closing thing, Meg dressed tacky. So the shit that she, the clothes that she made, I wouldn't put that shit on my... Nah, I got some pretty expensive dogs. Homeboy was dressing her. The one that, that and was And that with shit the, was fucking Ms. awful. Jackson on Nellyville. That shit was fucking awful. But all jokes aside, here's the thing. She Her, her clothing line she had with Fashion Nova, the shit was fucking awful. Megan's clothes are fucking awful. Um, I wouldn't so, know shit about Fashion Nova. So, I mean, you talking... I, yeah, I'm definitely it was not their terrible. target. I, I mean, I know I, they got I, men mm-hmm. stuff, but I'm not their fucking target. It was target. fucking terrible. I'm wearing a Boston Bruins hockey jersey and jogging pants right now. I look like fucking Happy Gilmore at the moment. So, I'm <laughs> not their target audience. Yeah, I, but, I just don't. And then the thing is that she... Like, when I was saying that she just complains and whines too much, the whole record deal type shit. You know, the thing is, like, she always suing, suing fucking her record label and shit like that. Like well, here's Carl, my Carl thing. Crawford apologized, so there's yes, that. he did the other day. But here's my thing: you signed this contract. You signed this contract. You had the right to read the contract. You could have got you a lawyer and everything. Now you want to sue them for any and everything that you agreed to. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So here's the thing: that being a part of an independent label and also being an independent film producer, these are the things I've learned about the industry. Contracts do have loopholes. That is true. It is not. Hold on. Hold on. It's not uncommon for that to happen. That is not uncommon for artists to sue their label. Royalties are a really fucked up thing. And the way that they were written um, for mechanics was initially, you have to remember, there was vinyl rec. There was vinyl records. There was eight tracks, and they went away. And then there was because vinyl and cassettes, and then CDs. So when those contracts were written in the nineties. They were written for those specific formats. Nobody saw MP3s coming, and then nobody saw streaming coming down the pipeline either. So the royalties are fucked up. When you sign a production deal, Meg signed to Carl's label, and then he... The thing is, if you watch like the, the new edition story on BET, it kind of explains it a little well. Also, if you watch the TLC story, I think that was on VH1, they kind of explain it as well. When you sign to... A vanity label, they still have to find distribution for your record, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in the age when we were physically buying our music. It's a lot different now because everybody can get a tax ID and put their shit on Apple, Spotify, Title, etc., etc. But in the, the time before that, where we actually physically bought our music, the nigga from around the corner, you can oh, he a dope boy, so he got money. Let me sign to him. He a dope boy. He's got hood money. That nigga cannot get your physical CD distributed across the entire country and then overseas. Right. right? So when you sign that deal, you're essentially signing a production deal. And then the production company, the bullshit label you sign with or the vanity label, they will make a a deal with a Universal or a Warner or a Sony, et cetera, et cetera. So you make a song, let's say it's got a sample in it, like Air, like Young Bird got his chain snatched, and niggas laughed at him. He's made a whole second career, he went on Love and Hip Hop, got it popping, and then he took a bunch of hit from the 90s, sampled them, and made new records for people. And he changed okay. his name too, didn't he? Hitmaker, he's Hitmaker now. Yeah. Okay, so here's the problem he, with I that. think he actually produced Tink's whole album that just came out. 
Hold on, hold on. So here's the problem with that. How many 90s records have a sample in them? Right? So you have to contact the original writer, performer, and publisher of the original record. Let's say you sampled a um after seven record from the from the 90s and then that after seven record has a sample from 1960 whatever so you have to contact the estate of that person if they're dead they have to be paid then the artist from the 90s has to be paid then the label has to be paid all these people have to be paid before you get paid so megan suing her label it's not uncommon that conversation I cannot go deep into because I do know people personally who are very close to that situation. One of my best friends is very close to that situation. Shout out to CT. So I'm not going to speak too much more on it, but I would not call her a whiner because she sued her label. The problem is not just young black kids, young kids anywhere don't understand record contracts because they're not written for them to be understood. And it used to be, okay, well, the label's going to jerk me on money. I will go and get a bag on tour, and I will get a bag selling merch. Well, now they lock these these artists into these 360 deals where they get a percentage of your tour receipts and a percentage of your merchandise as well. So you fucked all the way around. New Edition went on that fucking tour. Everybody thought that was a lie when the New Edition story came out, but I saw that shit on VH1 Behind the Music years before. That mm-hmm. tour bus literally dropped them niggas off right back in the projects of Boston and gave them niggas a check for $1.87. They had been on tour for like a year and came back with $1.87. That's how dirty the industry is. So I'm not going to sit here and call her whiny or anything like that for suing her label. I, I can't really call her naive. You said the fashion over clothes sucked, but guess what? That was a bag she was able to go get from them. That was a bag. It should so, have been, but I wh- guess you're right. You got a point there. I wouldn't, again, I don't know if her staying power is going to be going in the booth and laying down tracks, her or Cardi. But they are charismatic uh, ladies, and I do believe that Cardi could host, you know, a, a show on Bravo or whatever the fuck, you know, real is that where Real Housewives and all that shit be airing? Yeah. Shout out to that that Andy guy because he's from St. Louis. St. Louis versus everybody. Um, but yeah, I could see Cardi doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? I can see Megan finding her way. Um, she's talented. She's got a degree, and I think the girl has some talent. I really think Megan could be an actor. I'm not I, saying she's gonna. I, I'm not saying she's gonna win an Oscar or anything like that. But I think she's talented enough to pull off some roles. Nikki wasn't a great actor. What was what movie was that where Nikki was in? She was in, I think it was, was it, uh, was it, was that one the other woman or something like that? Rihanna wasn't a girl. Remember when they put Rihanna in that battleship movie and all I never watched it, but I heard it was terrible. It was terrible. Now, the Ocean's 8 movie, um. I like that one. She had, she, but see, do you really, how much of it do you really remember for Rihanna? Let's be real. Oh, but she did have a very small part. Like, she. Like her and her sister were geniuses or something like that. So, but Beyonce is a terrible fucking actor. So there's that. There was a whole thread about that on Twitter the other day, and I will never speak ill of Beyonce, Giselle Knowles, Carter. I'm gonna leave it right there. Um, 
What was I going to say? <laughs> but the thing, Rihanna's the perfect example. The last time we got an album for Rihanna was 2016. It's been seven fucking years. That did not stop her change. That did not. She made Fenty into the most popular makeup line, probably the most popular lingerie line, and then she made a Fenty men's line and all that shit. It didn't stop her bag. Those girls, the, the thing about the internet is we do this and we can profit from this. Those girls do amazing things as well, and they've well, learned how to profit Well, but here's my it. thing. No, here's my thing. Nah, nah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, she hasn't made an album in a long time, and she still, it didn't stop her bag. However, they don't have the talent of Rihanna, neither one of them. Here's the thing, though. Do we really think Rihanna, I'm not saying she didn't sketch out those designs for the Fenty lingerie or anything like that, but... What is her talent, though? Remember when Rihanna got into that beef with uh, Tiana Taylor and everybody was like, Tiana tripping? And I was like, yeah, she doesn't have the financial backing to really to, to get into a beef like this. But if we're talking about actually singing, Tiana Taylor sings Rihanna under the fucking table any day of the week. Like, let's oh, be Tiana clear. Tiana Taylor can fucking, she got some pipes on her. Exactly. So, I love Rihanna. Don't get me wrong. She's arrogant as a motherfucker, but I think that's what people love about her. But remember, truth be told, look at it like this. Let's go back to Pawn the Replay. Did we really think when we heard Pawn the Replay that we were, like, from that point on, that we would be here right now where Rihanna was, like, a a mega mega global superstar? Honestly, off Uh, hearing Pawn the Replay, did you believe that? (laughs) No, I don't don't know. You also have to remember, I was a lot younger when that song came out, so that probably wasn't my mindset. Um, because I think honestly, I was probably when Ponder Replay came out, I think I was probably like 13 or something like that. It was so. like 05, I think. Oh, yeah, see, exactly. So, 05, Hold same on, year as Hurricane check. Katrina, you know, so that's right. That is so it was around that time. So, yeah, and I like I said, I think I was like 13, and that's exactly I was like 12, 13 years old. So, I yeah, probably was wasn't thinking that mindset. But thing is, like, here's my thing also. And I, I may be biased. I may be a hater. Y'all can tell. Y'all let me know. Y'all let us know what y'all think as well. The reason I don't fuck with Megan like that is because, I'm going to be real with you, Megan tries to bite New Orleans. And there was a, a, a rapper, Magnolia Shorty. Now, a lot of bounce rappers didn't get the... um the respect and shit that they deserve. You have to you you have to really be about that shit to know who Magnolia Shorty is, but you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Yeah, so the thing is that no and that's the thing, Derek. No one really knows who Mag just like he said, you gotta be really about this shit. Um and I of course that's the city I'm fucking from. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I I, I love my city. I'm a rep it to the day I motherfucking die. I have a flirtily tattooed on me. Everything. I mean, but here's my thing. Bounce music did not really make it out of New Orleans, and a lot of the only big bounce rapper, that, I mean, person who made it was Big Frida. And I'm, I, you know, we're not going some bounce shit, huh? Fuck, you ain't bouncing, you ain't seen bouncing back. That was a bounce record. Uh, well, yeah, but see, here's the thing that's mystical. So that's what that's what they I both um, went but, to jail for rape, and uh, yeah. I went back to jail for rape. I, you know, we 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 ain't, we can't talk about that because that's gonna be a whole another long conversation. <laughs> and Big Frida is another whole long conversation, to be honest with you. Um, cause I mean, well, I'ma just say what I feel. Big Frida ain't even the best part of uh, a bounce music, y'all. That's what I think. Big Frida got famous from another reason, but here's the that's it. But 
Um, so yeah, so here's the thing. Nobody really knows about Magnolia Shorty and them. That's the heart of fucking bounce music. You know what I'm saying? So here's the thing about that. Nobody you nobody really knew who she was. So Meg was, you know, she bites her fucking style. And that's who she wanted. If you listen to old Magnolia Shorty uh album, a song, I mean not album, a song, you gonna be like, fuck this sound fucking familiar. And you know why you know it sound familiar? Because it was fucking Meg the Stallion. Meg the Stallion has no style. Um, she just takes people's song and basically remember uh Tupac's song, um, I wanna be your N I G G A. G G A, that's my and shit. Then, that's one of my favorite pop I'd rather be yeah, it, there you go. Make the style. She don't she, got did no she fucking flip, style. Did I rather be your B I T C H exactly. wasn't it? Yep, yeah. exactly. All her um rem, you know the song she made for Queen and Slim? And the thing is that, like, I I knew something was off when I heard that fucking song. Uh, I was like, I like this song way too fucking much. And then the thing is that when I'm, you know, I was listening to it, and I'm like, I'm dancing to it, and I say, well, you know why I like this motherfucking song so much? Because I didn't heard it before, and I've been liking it since I was like two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not like again. That's some. I'm not gonna call her a regional artist because her her reach is much further than you know the Gulf and stuff like that. That's some regional shit that has nothing to do with me. And as I said before, I know somebody who is close to that situation, so I cannot really speak on it. But I've had conversations with him and asked him what his thoughts were, and he told me, you know, um, again, shout out to my bro CT. Yeah, I don't know. I think that, again, I don't think that her staying power is equivalent to music, just like I don't think it is with, with, uh, yeah. with, with Shorty from NY Cardi B. Um, I think if they want longevity, um, they need to, they go, can find they to it. go into another field, but music ain't going to be it. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm tired of getting on Twitter and seeing the conversations and every time I want to be like, Hey, probably doing them like, nah, cause the Nikki, the barbs, man, they will fuck you. Like you will just be like, fuck it. I'm just going to cancel my Twitter because they will fuck your shit up. Like the beehive. Yeah, did I was when just she about to say it. that's and that's yeah, that. that's who Jay was fucking around with on Beyonce. Yo, they tore homegirl shit up. Dame was hot. Like, and that's Dame's ex-wife. He was like, why the fuck wouldn't Jay say something? And, but again, that's some other shit that's between Dame and Jay. And it's not my place to speak on that shit either. So I don't know. But, um, Let's go ahead and put a bow on that conversation. 